So this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? That's right. And I was glad when he said, let us go into the house of the Lord. It's always a pleasure to gather together in the name of Jesus. And so we're so grateful for him to be with us every day. But he says he's with us in a special way when two and three gather in his name. And so we welcome him and his entourage of angels to come in and to be with us. And we just give him the service that he will do what he wants to do. And that's all we want. We want him and what everything he wants to be done today. He can change any one of our agendas. And we just praise God for that. So we want to welcome Evangelist, and here she comes. Here she comes down the aisle. <laughs> Evangelist Robbie Thorne Rogers. Aren't we so glad to have her with us today? Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, I tell you, she's a blessing. She's been with us before. She's from South Africa, but lives in Kentucky. And so um, she goes all over the world nationally and internationally, ministering the gospel with fire and passion. And so we are really excited for her to hear what the Lord has sent in word through her today and what he's going to do by his spirit. Hallelujah. We praise his holy name. Amen. So we want to welcome first-time guests today. Anybody that's first-time guest, raise your hand. Don't be shy. There's Mr. Stewart in the back. Welcome, Mr. Stewart. He is the Bible teacher here at uh, Praise Chapel, and we thank him for coming and being with us. Men are welcome. We also have Larry here. Hey, Larry, thank you for coming. And so um, we're all sitting here before the Lord, brothers and sisters in the Lord, and we're grateful for that. So if you don't know somebody, don't y'all need to get together and say hello and introduce yourselves and you know, take that moment to, this is how we're going to grow together. You know, I know we have name tags, and maybe the name tags, we're out there late, and we can get some. But, you know, sometimes you might forget to look at that name tag, and even as you do, oh, come on, let's admit it, sometimes you're not going to remember the next time, right? But if you see a face and say, hey, hi, Desiree, it's nice to meet you, and you're going to remember. We're going to grow together and remember. So I, I have to repent all that. I may not always know the names or may say something wrong, so forgive me for that. So we're so glad. And um, so what else do we have? We have a nursery now. I want y'all to know that, you know, the Lord has provided a way for us to have those that have children, especially us going into the summer. And she was out there as a greeter. I asked her to come in and I would introduce her, but I don't know where she is. She's probably back in the room. So it's Gloria Rosas that is our attendant, you know, so she's anointed, appointed, and we thank God for her, amen? So if you know anybody that has children or grandchildren that they're keeping and they can't come, don't let that tell them to stop them. You know, they're very protected here and uh, under the blood of Jesus, and she's a very good attendant. So thank you for that, hallelujah. So let's see, what else? Oh, we have some announcements. It, it's, uh, you know, we have the uh, conferences coming up. Some conferences, there's one on April the 27th, and it's our CETA. You know, you've, you've all met Margie that comes here. She's our vice, she's our president of the Southeastern Texas area <laughs> team. I had to remember what CETA was again. We always say CETA. But it's called the Bride Made Ready for the King. And it's on a Saturday from 9.30 to 4 o'clock. So, of course, you know, Aglow has several coming up. We also, and two in Dallas, one in July, 
and we'll be keeping you updated on that. And the um, international one is in uh, November in Dallas. Hey, in Texas, Dallas. right? Yay! Yay. <laughs> they finally know that there is a state to come to. You know God's going to do a lot of things in Texas. So Even though our borders, we say, are protected, we command them to be closed in Jesus' name. And God's going to do a great thing in, in Texas. Okay, we're going to open up with prayer now. There is a funeral here today, and so we're going to move along. And uh, we have Pastor Tess that's going to come up here and bless us with that. Then we'll have the sounding of the shofar to welcome our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords. And then, of course, our gracious song leader will be over here. Worship leader, Sandra Loud. Okay? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah, everybody. Let's just stand if you're able. Um, let's just stand. God just wants us to give reverence. Um, he told me to start doing that. And I want to do that. And there's some things that I want to pray about that's really been um, heavy um, in our community, heavy on our hearts, that we've been watching and hearing these phones go off all, all this mm. week, y'all. Our phones have been really busy. I don't know about y'all, but we really need to press in about this. And so I want y'all to press in and pray with me, if y'all can, and intercede about these children coming up missing. Uh, this has been a pressing thing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, I just got chills. And so we really need to press in because it's happening too much now. So anytime, and I'm getting ready to pray, but anytime we see something happening, more than norm, see what I'm saying, my God? Yes, give it, yes, just begin to press in. That means we need to press in. That's what I was getting ready to say. That means we need to press in harder in our prayer. We need to press in harder. We need to press in harder. We need to press in harder, y'all. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Father God, I just thank you right now that you are who you are, our Abba Father. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Shalom, God. So, Lord, we come before you and we ask for these children that keep coming up missing, God. We pray for the families, the parents, to be more attentive. We pray for the parents to, to maybe walk their children to school or walk them now. It's, a, it's mandatory now that, Lord, I hear you saying that we need to step up in the community. And where is the community? Where's the village, God? We need the village back on post, God. Like it used to be, God. There was no child. Other parents, other adults were watching out for them. There was always someone at the bus stop that made sure all these children got on the bus if the parents had to go to work early, God. We need to, we're calling forth the village right now. Where are the churches, God? We need to come out of our four walls and into the community, God. In the name of Jesus, God. Because the enemy is running rapid and he's going to take our children away from us. And God, in the name of Jesus, I come against the spirit that the enemy is going and sending people out to go and lead them in the wrong direction, God. So, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I command it to stop and cease. Pray harder, parents. Pray 
Spirit of the living God. Have your way, Lord. We are grateful to you, Lord. We enter in with thanksgiving in our hearts, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you. 
Lord.
Jesus, we love you. 
holy situation ceases to exist.
holy and anointed one, have your way, have your way, have your way, Lord. We're excited, Lord. We're excited. We're expectant, Lord. Right now, we're going to continue our worship by celebrating the Lord's Supper. But before we do, Desiree is going to lead us in the taking of the elements. But we want to examine ourselves right now. We want to go before the Lord and say, Lord, whatever is in me that is not pleasing to you, I ask you to remove it. I repent of it. And I ask you to wash me in the blood of Jesus so that I can be in right standing with you to celebrate this holy holy remembrance of what you have done for us, Father. We just give you all the glory and honor. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus that washes us pure. So we just take a moment for anything that's in you, unforgiveness, any word, any deed, anything that you uh, thought was not sin but is sin, we ask for that to be revealed to you right now so that you say, Father, I'm sorry. Lord Jesus, forgive me. Wash me in the blood. Thank you, Lord. We want to create within us a clean and good heart. Thank you, Lord. We want to worship you today. We want to honor you today for everything that you've done for us. And we're grateful that when you were on that cross, you were not just yourself there, but each one of us was on that cross because you took it to the cross for us. We give you praise and glory and honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The only thing I, when we are worship here, you know, I just feel the Lord say to me, this is finished. So everything in our lives that is stuck or anything that is, um, I know people pray here for families and, you know, for kids and for healing this or for jobs or things like that. I just want to tell you, this is finished. He already done for us on the cross. Amen. Um, also, I'd like to just read this little paper here. You know this little prayer box? You probably have one at home. It looks like exactly like this here. <laughs> I like to pick it up with them. Um, they always give me the message of the day and how it is. So I want to say before here. That's what came out. Okay. Howsoever will save his life shall lose it. But howsoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel shall save it. Mark 8, 35. And also have a little message on the other side. Say, Lord God, I expect great things of you. Please help me to attend and accomplish great things for you. He yes. wants we serve him. Right? So, um, can you just hold the mic for me here for a minute? Okay. Just hold it to the sofa. Thank you. Okay, so let's take a break. Thinking about what sacrifice God gave it to us and what He did for us two thousand years ago, it have a meaning, you know, have a have a meaning. So uh, as we really break, and Jesus did that, and He shared, so we all share in here this moment. So you just go ahead and take it.
Jesus for sacrifice on the cross for us, for this. I know he took on his flesh, but I feel he took on his spirit. As he was bleeding across, he's saving us and forgive all our transgressions. So let's take the ball. Thank you, Jesus, for your powerful sacrifice. The meaning is more deep than this because he, when he said this is finished, he gave us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit inside of us, each one of us. But we have to really take this as very update, like is today for me. And thank you for the blessings and the sacrifice that he did. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Okay, so we're continuing again our, uh, with our offering, and Agnes Schultz, our uh, vice president of uh, financial development. That's a nice way to say I'm a treasurer. <laughs> um, as always, I'm reading the word to see what God wants us to um, speak about today. Um, Mark 12, in 41 through 44, it says, and he sat down, talking about Jesus, he sat down opposite the treasury and saw how the crowd was casting money into the treasury. Many rich people were throwing in large sums. This is the Amplified Bible. And a widow who was poverty-stricken came and put in two copper mites, the smallest of coins, which together make about half of a cent. Now, I want to go back up to the top of that um, Mark 12. If you read that whole chapter, it's talking, Jesus was teaching in the temple. He was teaching in parables. He was teaching because the religious leaders were blinded. And so he was teaching the disciples. The disciples could understand what he was saying. But, um, you know, we have to read the word, not just one little verse. We have to get the context. We have to read the whole chapter sometimes, and maybe even the chapter after, so we can get it all. But as all these Pharisees were trying to come against Jesus for what he was teaching, the word says in uh, verse 28, let's go back to verse 28. All these people are coming against him. They're asking him questions, trying to trick him, trying to get him off subject and prove that he's not who he says he is. But the Bible says in 28, then one of the scribes came up and listened to them disputing with one another and noticing that Jesus answered them fitly and admirably. He asked him, which commandment is the first and most important of all in nature? And Jesus answered, the first and principal one of all commands is, Hear, O Israel, the God, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God out of and with your whole heart and out of and with your soul, your life, and out of and with all your mind, with all your faculty of thought, and your moral understanding, and out of all, with all your strength, this is the first and principal commandment. 
And that widow heard it. She got it. She kind of put aside all the junk she was hearing with the Pharisees. She got it. This is, this is our service, to give all, everything we have. And go back to Mark 12, 41. It says that Jesus came and looked, and he sat down and watched her. And then when he says in 43, he says he called his disciples to him and said to him, Truly and surely I say to you, this widow, she who is poverty stricken, has put in more than all those contributing to the treasury. For they all threw in out of their abundance. But she, out of her deep poverty, has put in everything she had, even all she had on which to live. That's what God's calling us to do. All of us. He doesn't want part of us, just like he doesn't want partial obedience. He wants total obedience. He wants our offering to be given from our heart, from our mind, knowing full well what we're doing, knowing full well that it's for our one true God. So that's what we're going to do today with our offering. We're giving all of ourselves to our true God. Pray with me. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you that we are able to come and give you of ourselves, Lord. And if it's from our money, then, Lord, we thank you that we can give of our money because it all belongs to you. Lord, it's not ours. It's just a loan from you. And we give it back to you, Father God. We give into this ministry of a globe that it will become ministry seed to go out wherever you need it to go, Father God. That it will become outreaches and um, expenses and needed and whatever's needed in this glow ministry. And we give you the praise and glory for it. We thank you that you will multiply it back to us a hundred times over in Jesus' name. Amen. Our offering box is up here. Some of you know where it's at, but it's right here.
So I just let it hang down my back and say, hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> Isn't God good? Yes. You know, we are here because of the divine appointment. Everyone I hear. I was brought up in a world where I was always told, Robin, you're going to go to the nations. Robin, God's going to do this with you. But nobody ever said that there were things that I had to do. I thought, man, everything God's going to give me is just going to happen. You know, I felt like it was like popping rocks. You know, you, you taste and see the Lord is good, and my gosh, you taste it. You these popping when you do popping rocks, you can taste them popping in your spirit. Well, the minute I got touched in a meeting in, in Kentucky, or in many meetings all through the work of my life, and somebody had said to me, my dad had prophesied to me right before he died. He said, "Robin, God's going to send you to the nations." And I remember thinking, I don't feel like I'm going to go anywhere because everybody around me is say, "You're ignorant. You're nothing." I had seven brothers. Do you get a clue here? So I had seven brothers. And it was always a war in our house. So, you know, and the war was that um, I was the youngest and I got in trouble all the time because I was always thriving for attention. And so one day I uh, came to a place in my life I wanted to, I hungered after God. 
I never knew why I'd be in meetings and I'd just weep. From a little girl, I'd just weep. I'd feel the presence of God come in like a wind. And, and you didn't even have to happen like that. It was just like, I felt like something was just, I could feel the stirring of the atmosphere. I didn't know those words. I didn't know the presence of God is here. I didn't know all that. All I knew was that my father said, if you, if you, that, that you just say in the name of Jesus, that you trust him like a little girl trusts her daddy to take her across the road. That it's not about your ministry. It's about loving the Lord with all your heart and letting him love you. I didn't know there was a development of things because when I came along, I was the 10th child and my daddy was already in the midst of it. He had already had people like T.L. Osborne of South Africa and, and the different mighty men and women of God. And so I was used to just walking in a meeting and it was there. The atmosphere had already been prepared for Brother and Sister Ruda, who would sing Dara's Krach, Krach, Bonnebaren Krach, in the deep out of blood from the land. And when they opened their mouth to sing and the tambourines would start going on, you stand in the dirt of Africa, and they'd start playing the piano accordion or somebody would be playing a guitar, you knew the manifested presence of God was there, but those words weren't used. All you would hear was, come, let me think of a good song. Oh, let me think of it. Oh, Shabanya. Father, I thank you for the anointing of God that's in this place. I thank you, Lord, that we're carriers of your glory, that you truly are the great I am, that you are the way maker, that, Lord, you, deliver us up. you have delivered us from so many situations that we don't even know of, that we don't need to know of, because, Lord, you've protected us, because we who dwell in the secret place, in the shadow of the Most High, come to a place where we recognize that in that place of dwelling, there is a candle of the Lord that's in our spirit man. That there's a flame that you ignite in us that brings purpose and revelation. It's the Holy Ghost of fire that's in us. And I thank you that Holy Ghost of fire, it comes to lead and guide, not just to comfort, but to bring us into a place where we know the very abilities of your anointings and your ways and your workings and that your giftings are imparted to us in that secret place where we allow the candle of the spirit of the, our spirit man to become a candle that you would just come and light it come and light our spirit man this morning with fresh oil fresh anointing fresh fire lord we gotta have more you've caused us to taste things we didn't even know You've caused us to recognize that when your word speaks that you're the Lion of Judah, we can hear the roar of you in our spirit, God. When Harabashianda, when a righteousness of the Spirit of the Lord would fall upon you, and you would cry out unto me, says the Lord, and you would be in that place where you're trying to work it out in yourself. But the Lord says, as you hear my sound of my voice, of my spirit, walk into your spirit, man. When you hear the sound of the abundance of rain as it would fall in that place of your surrender, where now you're calling my name. The Lord says, will I not impart and will I not reveal? And will I not cause you to be stretched in my anointing? Will I not call you to see that there's a place where reason does not walk? It's a dimension of faith where you cannot look what's in your hands, but what's in your spirit, man, says the Lord. For the Lord says, everything I do is for the coming of not just the king, says the Lord. But it's for the souls of those that are broken, for those that are bound, that those need to know, can you hear the sound? The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, he is alive. He's here right now. And I remember I was always in these meetings where they would sing, um, just as 
How do I know if it's God or not God? Because I'm going to tell you how you know. The Bible says, try the spirits and know they're of me. There's nine gifts of the spirit. There are tools in the word of God that God has given you. That all you have to do is stand and behold his glory by getting into his presence. Your spirit, you as a child of God should know that the word of God is a reflection of his nature. That there's going to be times you're going to read, why? He got mad. He did this. He did that. What did he do when David, who was a king, who had been anointed to be king, but then he decided he was going to make a census, what did he do? The Lord sent the angel of the Lord to come and show him, I didn't tell you to do that. When you're not in the will of God, when you're not doing what God says to do, God will reveal it to you. And by the time it's done, you'll be like King David. You'll be in a place of a threshing floor, and you'll be weeping and repenting before the Lord. I shouldn't have done it that way. But you know, we have a lot of ministries in this hour that have messed up along the way. And people remember their mess, but they forget that he is the way maker. That he will always be there knocking at their spirit man and saying, I forgive you if all you have to do is repent and let me use you. But men have a place in churches of calling it status. They try and do it this way, do it that way. But listen, I'm peculiar, I'm different, and I don't repent for that, and I don't say because I know God gave me this way. I'm different. I never know what I'm going to say when I walk in a place. But I am going to say this. I want to talk the candle of the Lord. Your heart is the candle of the Lord. Are you allowing God to light your spirit man? Hallelujah. Okay, you're all really quiet. The Bible says this in Romans 8, 14 through 16. For all who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. For the spirit which has now, which you have now received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more bound in bondage to fear. How many know there's so many people that go to churches? Well, if it's the will of God, it'll happen. Listen, God's not a God of condemnation. And the Bible says that he set you free. And when you pray, pray, ask, and believe it that it shall be done. When, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to keep in one place because my brother was the teacher. My brother was a phenomenal teacher. He wrote so many books and, and Bible school books and all this stuff. Rodney Howe Brown uses them. K Kenneth Hagin in his heyday loved them. And I'm just telling because my brother was older than me, a lot older than me. I'm young. Hallelujah. But it goes on. We have not received the spirit of slavery to put you once more in bondage to fear. But you have now received the spirit of adoption. The spirit are producing sonship in the bliss of which we cry, Abba, Father. Father, the Spirit himself thus testifies together with our spirit and brings us into that place that knowing that we are the children of the Most High God. I'm a child of God. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of his belly is Proverbs 20, 27. So it's scriptural. Your spirit is like a candle. The spirit, your spirit is a candle of the Lord that's searching all the inward parts of your belly. All your insecurities, all your rejections, all your condemnation, and all your failures. And you know what? Just because you got saved doesn't mean to say you've arrived. That's, that's because God wants you to show you that you're saved now, but there's a place of increase that he wants to take you into where you do know what it is to pray for the sick, to lay hands 
on those that are bound and see them set free. When you, I was with a friend of mine this week, and I'm telling you something, everywhere we went, I said, now we gotta go. She'd stop at every table in the restaurant. I'd be like, and she said, Jesus loves you. He's wonderful, he's gracious. That woman of God, that's a woman of God. She led Jan Painter to the Lord. That's another woman you probably don't know, a prophet that God used, a prophetess to the nations. That woman of God is a mighty woman of God, but she's always had a peculiar spirit. She's a peculiar person. She doesn't fit in anywhere. Well, I'm the same way. I don't fit in anywhere. And when I got on the plane and this man was sitting next to me and he's telling this other man, and I booked a first-class ticket, and they put me in the middle of these two men in coach because they'd given away the first-class tickets already. To, or they'd given away the seats because it was, you know, and we had to be there. And I remember sitting next to this man. I was going to Ireland, and I heard him telling the guy next to him, or no, I was going to Newark to get to Ireland, and I heard him say to the guy next to him, well, my wife found out I've been having an affair. And the other guy said, oh, what are you going to do? And they started talking to each other about all their problems. And I'm like, here I am in all my beauty sitting between the two of you. And nobody's talking to me. They don't even know I exist. And then the guy said, yeah. The other guy said, well, you know. And he told him his problems. And so I finally, we were flying up, going up into the air. And the guy next to me says, you know, I hate flying. Well, what do you say when somebody tells you they hate flying? You say, well, you know why you hate flying. You're not ready to die. If you're afraid of flying or if you're afraid of anything, you're not ready. You, if you know the peace of God, if you know what it is to blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Then you're like, hallelujah, beat me up now, God. You want me. You know? It would have a Star Trek moment. But instead, these guys are like, I'm afraid to die. So I said, well, you know why you're afraid to die? And he said, why? I said, well, you're not ready to die. You don't know Jesus. Because if you knew Jesus, you'd know peace. And I'm just very bold. And I just start speaking. But I speak with wisdom because I knew what the Lord was having me. I, listen, there's a reason God didn't put me in first. Because we talked about it. I said, Lord, I bought a first-class ticket. I'm a mighty woman of God. I should be up there. You said I'm highly favored. I did all the Copenhagen confessions. But then the Lord had me here, and you would think, oh. I mean, seriously, a lot of people thought, oh, the devil just, he stole my first class ticket. No, he didn't. Devil ain't that, my gosh, he ain't that powerful. He only has as much leash as you give him. And so I was sitting there, and I said, well, you know, and I start witnessing to the guy. Well, by the time I'm done, because when I open my mouth, sometimes it can be a Blarney stone that I've kissed that comes out. When I open my mouth, the atmosphere changes. Because I'm assured of the gospel of Jesus Christ and his grace. See, that's, that's what God has done by his spirit into your spirit, man. He has burned a fire in you of assurance. He's burned a fire in you. He's anointed you. You know I am anointed from the top of my head. to the. Listen, I told them the other night, one time I got mad at my husband, I anointed the house with oil. I honestly thought maybe you won't get in to the house. Sometimes you've gone a little bit too far, okay? But what was amazing to me is the guy started weeping because he felt that. And he said, will you pray with me? And I prayed with him. And then he said to the guy next to me, he said, you know, this is really, this is real. Do you, do you want her to pray with you? He said, I'd rather burn in hell. He did. 
He said, I've tried that stuff. Well, when he said that, he started shouting, I'm on fire, I'm on fire. And honest to God, all he had was a little Listerine mouthwash thing that you spray in your mouth. And for some unknown reason, can't ask, don't ask me why, because I don't want to over whatever. The thing imploded in his pocket. And he started screaming, my leg's on fire, my leg's on fire. And the guy just got saved and was like, well, maybe God's letting you feel and taste a little bit of hell right now before you die. So you don't know. You don't know the plans God has to you or the purposes. And just because you don't get it right now, you've got to keep pressing it. You've got to say, Lord, here's my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this fasting of my soul. Bread of heaven. I haven't had enough coffee this morning, so forgive my voice. Bread of heaven, lead me till I want no more. Feed me. Give me drink. Give me sustenance. The Bible says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Why is it the people who are crying out to God, you know them. You know the people who know their God. You know the Daniel 11.32 people. Because they carry out the exploits of God. The Bible says that the people who know that God will carry out great exploits. But then why are these people like, Lord, I'm so hungry. I'm so thirsty. And then, oh, I've got to go to my hairdresser. Oh, I need to go to Walmart. Oh, I need to go here. Oh, I need to go there. When last did you get into the presence of God? And say, Lord, put a hunger in me. You said you would fill me up. Because let me tell you something. When you are anointed, when you carry the glory, it doesn't mean to say you're going to glow in the dark. I'm just telling you right now. It means that God is continually, just because you've got a touch today, you can't live on that. There's another touch tomorrow. You, you, it's like a candle or a lamp. You have to keep refreshing the oil when it runs dry. You have to keep, you will run dry if you don't stay in the presence of God. You will find, oh, I'm back and I'm undone. I don't know why all this is happening to me. Let me tell you something. When the Holy Ghost wants to do something in your life, there ain't no devil's going to stop him. But at the same time, God is not going to allow you to run on just a little bit of, oh, I got touched 25 years ago with that beating. And I remember that touch. It was amazing. I remember one time going into Ireland. I was going to Ireland, and I walked in, and God opened doors for me everywhere. And he just made a way I, because it was different. And I remember I was with my friend Mita, who I was just calling because she just went to the National Glow in Prague with them. She, she's one of the leaders of the Glow in Prague, in uh, Ireland. So I remember I had got there, and uh, there was a lady named Ruth. And Ruth would always, her mummy was 85 years old when I met her. That's about it. And when I went, she came to my meeting. And she wept, and she wept, and she wept. And all she said was, you know, I haven't felt anything like this since I was 15 years old. And they came from Canada, and she named this revivalist, these people that came. It was a move of God back then. And I was like, how, how, strange, how sad. How sad. But it wasn't that God didn't have anointings that came in in that time. It wasn't that God didn't bring people in to release and impart into somebody's spirit or into your spirit. What happened was, it was like we, we still stuck on, oh, I want that, what happened then. But that was then. There's a fresh touch today. 
There is a fresh appointing. This is an hour where the Lord is sifting. And it's no different than any other hour. But there is a shifting that's going on in the realms of the spirit. And God is requiring you to allow him to shake off your mindset of how it should have been. And I missed my ministry. And I remember back then. And, that, and when they came through and this conference came through and all that. Listen, you got the fire. You're carriers of the glory. Take the impartation of the Lord that God anointed those people to release into your spirit, man. And grow up in the anointed. And say, Lord, you know, well, I'm just waiting for that next prophet to come to town so I can get my word. So he can tell me, should I be doing this? Or should, should I take this cruise? Or should I take that cruise? No wonder the Imperials came up with, sail on. When the water is high, sail on. I'm telling you, sail on. The waters keep moving when the spirit of the Lord is in you. The hand of God is upon every one of your lives. He's not lifted his hand. The devil would tell you, you God doesn't see you, you have nothing. Because why? Because you, maybe you've gone through where maybe your spouse just passed away. Maybe you're going through the doctor's giving you a report. Or maybe you don't know how you're going to pay your light bill. Well, let me tell you something. The anointing that's upon your life is obligated. To overcome you with blessings. Because Jesus said that I will overcome you with the blessings. That if you seek me, you find me. If you call upon me, I hear you and deliver you in your time of need. Do you think just because I grew up around, my goodness, these great men and women of God, that I haven't had situations in my life? But I grew up with a daddy that said, when I watched him, when somebody would walk up to him and they would stand there and my dad would stand like this. And he'd say... Tell me your problem. I know the problem solver. Well, Brother Tom, I've had tremendous pain in my back. And my father said, well, where am I holding my hand? You see, I saw the man. I saw the demonstration of the gift. Every one of you, you saw the demonstration of what I could do through Kenneth Hagin. You saw the demonstration of what I would do through Benny Hinn. Did it make them perfect, those men? No, they all went to bed at night. They all peed in the toilet. They all, you know what I'm saying? They were human. But they were willing to lay everything down and pick up the cross and follow the Lord. There was a price to pay. Do you think, Mama, there's a price to pay? And if you want to serve the Lord, I'm not saying, you say, well, Jesus, Jesus paid it all for me. Yes, he did pay it all. But let me tell you something. The devil does everything he can to destroy what God wants to do. And he will magnify it through your family. He will take that which is closest to you. And I'm not speaking. Oh, don't speak that, Robin. Well, what do you want me to do? Lie? I'm just saying, you know. He will use what you love the most to break you. You know how many times I remember... I came home from, from um, South Africa. Pastor Rodney had called me and he said, Rob, I want you to go to South Africa with me. I said, Rodney, I don't want to go. Glenn just died. My husband had died whitewater rafting. And all our brokenness in our marriage, the bad times, there were great, great times. But it was like the bad times became like <sighs> darts. I mean, I don't want to say darts. I want to say Chinese stars that you throw at people. The devil was using them and throwing, and they were sticking. If only you had done this, offenses arose, the brokenness, unforgiving, things that all we had said to each other. And I was like, and I thought, and when, you, when it's a tragedy, my husband died white water rafting. He was with the church. 
He'd gone, my cousin, his cousin is Bob Rogers, evangelist, Reverend Bob Rogers, Evangel World Prayer Center in Louisville, Kentucky. And, and here I am, and I'm in a place. He's gone. And all I could think of was the failures. I couldn't think of the joys. I couldn't think of the good times. All I could think of was, oh, but you know what? I loved him. I loved him. So I remember um, Rodney said, come on with me. I said, I can't. I just can't. And I said, let me call you back tomorrow, and I'll pray about it. Well, this old time, this boy, she's old time, but she's old time Pentecostal holiness. You get around old time Pentecostal holiness, honey. I'm just telling you, you would think somebody put a girdle on them and everything was stuck. And when it came out in the name of Jesus, when she started speaking, she didn't stop. She let the holy, and the next thing you know, like, holy ghost. And I'm telling you, the glory fell. So she calls me up in the night. She said, Robin, 4 o'clock in the morning, Lord told me to call you. You need to come pray. So are you kidding me? I was not going to pray. I didn't. I felt like I was done. Everybody, every, I was done. I'd even preached my husband's funeral, but now it was like two and a half, three months later, and I was done. I'd hid in my room. I was in a place of oppression. I was broken because you know how many people, people come and say, how are you going to make it now? I'm like, are you kidding me? I, the Lord used me to keep this family alive. My husband, literally, I've got to be there. It's just another story. But Jesus. But Jesus. You see, what the devil makes you do is forget the times of prayer on your knees. The times of that timings of spiritual increase and the touch of his sweet, sweet kisses upon your lips. I'm not talking about your husband. I'm talking about the spirit of the Lord. He, he, when you go in through a valley, when you're going through a situation, he literally regurgitates things. The devil does. But you know what? When a spirit of oppression, when he brings that spirit of oppression, it's like a vice around your brain. You're like... I don't want to go on. I can't do this anymore. And then the Lord will send somebody. Or he will come in the room like you've never felt. I've seen that in my life. And when this woman called me up at 4 o'clock in the morning, I said, Raven, I want to pray. She said, you don't have to do nothing. Just get over here. I've got three other prayer warriors with me. We're going to be at the chapel at Evangel at 4 o'clock in the morning. Who goes to church at 4 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> Bad enough to have to fast for 21 days. Who goes to church for, at 4 o'clock in the morning? So I went over there, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, going, I'm like, Lord Jesus, don't let them ask me to say nothing. Don't let them ask me to pray. I've got nothing. There's nothing. It's over. It's done. I forgot. I'd let my candle. I'd let the Spirit of God. He hadn't gone away. He hadn't gone out. He was still there burning inside of me. He was waiting for me to wake up, to call again. And the next thing I knew, Reva come over. She says, they start praying. They hick a shine and shandahine. And your rabashi and it's like you knew demons. If there were any there, they had flown out the door, honey. They were scattered and gone. And that spirit of oppression, it started lifting off of me. That spirit of condemnation, of fear, of hopelessness. Just like that, it lifted. And when it lifted, you would have thought that somebody had put a spring in my spirit. And I know who it was. His name is Jesus. And out of my belly, the thing blew. 
And when it blew, I started up and I was like a Oh, I became a Lord. I started roaring. I started praying. I started releasing. I started praying. I started running up to Reba. I grabbed my head. Thus said the Lord. And I started prophesying over. I prophesied the next person. I and I knew my light had never gone out. Where the devil had told me it's over, you'll never be anything. I was in a meeting another time with my brother. Your brothers, your family around you, especially in the ministry. It was very interesting. My brother, I love my brother. And he was a powerful man of God. He's the one who God gave the vision to help Rodney and to help Kim Clements get started in this country. We were all from South Africa. So I remember my brother wanted to meet Norval. He wanted to go see Norval. He knew Norval Hayes. He wanted to go see Norval Hayes. And I was all excited. We're going to go see Norval Hayes. Because I'd always wanted to meet Norval Hayes. I was the tent. You know, I was the baby. So I'd go with Drummond. We'd go up to Paris, Kentucky, where the Cambridge Revival had happened. It's a huge read about it. And we go there. And I walk into this room, in the back room, there's Noble, and he's got his new wife with him. Because he's, well, he, hadn't, he didn't get married for like 20 or 30 years, so this was his wife. And she's just foo-fooing around. She was a real lady, a real foo-foo lady. Let me put some makeup on you. Let me do this. Let me fix your hair. You know, and Noble, I said, Noble, can I tell you a joke? And Drum just looking at me with daggers. Why would you tell the man of God a joke? He's got to get up to preach. Because I, I just love, because I knew he was a man of faith, you know. So I said, Norval, well, did you hear about the woman with the spirit of gluttony? And he said, no. I said, well, she went to Drummond. And she said, Drummond, would you pray for the spirit of gluttony to come out of me? I've got a spirit of gluttony. And I, I'm just, my brother's name was Drummond. And she, he said, well, what happened? He said, you spirit of gluttony, come out. And the spirit said, no. <laughs> so Norval said, well, what, what, did, what did Drummond do? He said, well, he said, again, you spirit of gluttony, come out. And the spirit said, no again. And finally, the third time, he said, you spirit of gladness. I said, come out. And the spirit said, well, I'll come out for a cookie. <laughs> so Noble thought that was hysterical because I was just telling I mean, I was just, I'm the 10th child. Anything goes with me. I, can, I wasn't disciplined. I was perfect, according to my father. I didn't know I wasn't perfect until I got married. Anyway, so he said again, he said, well, and I, I said, and you know what, I'm Brother Noble? He said, what? I said, well, I said, that woman came back, and she said, Brother Tom, you pray for that spirit, and it said it came out, because I fed her cookies. I've been feeding her cookies. I put on like 10 pounds. And he said, well, what's wrong? He said, well, I ain't come out, because I've still got that spirit of gluttony. I wouldn't be eating all these cookies. He said, well, what did you do? So Trump said, you spirit of gluttony. He prayed again. He said, you spirit of gluttony. I said, come out. And name yourself. Identify yourself. And he's doing this whole thing. And Noble said, well, what happened? He said, well, she, when Drummond said, What's your name to the spirit of gladness? The spirit said, my name's Chips Ahoy. Well, bro Brother Noble thought that was hysterical. And he's laughing. Well, my brother is now, he's steaming. If I do, and he's like, when Noble goes out, goes out, and they put him in the pulpit, he's getting ready to preach, and Drummond keeps me in the back room. He said, I can't believe you would tell a stupid joke to a man of God that's getting ready to preach. You can't do that, Ron. I said, oh, God. So I walked in and now I'm under condemnation. I'm under to total condemnation is my new hat I'm wearing for that day. Every one of you have hats the enemy tries to put on you well. I took the condemnation and wore it so sorrowfully and so depressingly. And I walked out there. But you know what? You can't not keep what the enemy tries to put on you when the praises goes up and the glory comes down. Because they start worshiping and praising God. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I start worshiping. Tears are coming down my eyes. I'm in this realm. My brother's still steaming. 
And all of a sudden, I have an open vision, and the Lord says to me, Robin, I put bowls of fire. This is my glory. It's in your hands. You're getting ready to release it into the nations. And then the Lord started speaking to me. He said, I put a baton in your hand. You're getting ready to run to the nations. And then he said, I put a, a scroll upon your tongue. It's my revelation knowledge. And I felt it dissipate into my spirit, man. And then he said, he said, there were other things, but he said, I put a new prophetic mantle on you. I didn't know there were levels of prophetic. I didn't know. Nobody taught me. It just, I just walked it. That was what I was taught. I was just from Jesus. That's who taught me. Because the Lord's kept me. I guard my anointing. I guard what's God. Because there's so many. Every time you turn around, there's a new thing coming out. Oh, have you been to this? And have you been to that? And I, I'm not naming names, so I don't want to do it. So anyway, i got to be careful. So I remember I sat there, and then finally the Lord said to me, Robin, I put a prophetic mantle on you, but I put a crown upon your head. And I started weeping. I said, God, I don't deserve a crown. I don't know. I don't need a crown. He said, I put a new crown upon you, a crown upon you today. So afterwards, Brother Noble's introduced to get something. He looks at Drummond and he says, after he didn't know what had just happened in the back room, he said, Drummond, your sister must please God a lot because the Bible says he gives joy to those who please him and she's a pleasure to be around. And he says as well, not we, we leave after the service, we're leaving, we're going down the highway. And I just started telling Drummond, I said, Drummond, because he was like my Abraham. I said, Drummond, the Lord gave me a word, a vision today in the meeting. And I started telling him about the, 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 the scroll that dissipated in my spirit. I started telling him all the things. But when I got to the crown, I said, I started crying. I said, Drummond, I don't deserve a crown. What's this crown? And he says, Robin, that's the authority. That's the authority God has given. He's crowned you with authority. He's anointed your head from the top of your heads. Every one of you, you're anointed. You're carriers of the glory. Your purpose is not man-made. You can read all the resources you want. There are literally, there are literally anointings that God uses. There are men and women of God. He is appointed to release things in your spirit. Man. But then there are resources. You can go to a conference and get so caught up in the moment. You buy the book and the book's still sitting in the shadows in the dust. But let me tell you something. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all his righteousness will light the candle of your spirit man. With who Christ is in you. And you'll find out that his ways are not your ways. And his thoughts are not your thoughts. And you'll find out that there is a place where reason cannot walk. He'll tell you to do things you never thought. He'll catch you into a place where he'll say, come away with me, my beloved. And you'll be like, oh, rabasiana, rabasiana. And you're thinking, I can't even get up from this place because the anointing is overcoming me right now. And you don't want to get up. He'll catch you away in dreams and visions. If you intercede, it doesn't matter whether you're intercessor or not an intercessor. There are times that he will just catch your spirit if you literally make yourself available to the Lord. And he'll say, come with me. And then he will take you into places and say, intercede, pray, prophesy. Because you don't have to be a prophet to prophesy. There's a difference in the giftings and the office. We've got all these people right now running around like schizophrenic Christians that think they're all prophets. And let me tell you something. There ain't that many in the world. I'll just tell you right now. I'm just being honest with you. Try the spirits and know. Do you know when I met Rodney High Brown, when he was at my brother's church, that's where my whole ministry, my whole life changed. My whole life was turned upside down. And it was the best thing 
that ever happened. I put the Holy Ghost. I said, the Lord hit me upside the head with the Holy Ghost two by four. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. And he moved on and I was still in his presence. The presence of the Lord. He moved on. When these people, men and women of God, that God brings to impart into your life, taste and see the goodness of God that pours out of their spirit, man. When it's God, you'll know it. Because it'll be like a, oh, what is it, a... A fire shut up in your bones by the time it's over with. Or you can't get it out of your mind. You can't get it out of your thoughts. And you want to go study it. And you want to see it. You want to know it. You want to taste and see his goodness. I'm hungry for more of God. That's why I say just because you got saved doesn't mean to say you've arrived. You've got to get more hungry. Say, spring up a well within my soul. Stir a hunger in me. I'm really believing. I'm going away this week for three days. I'm supposed to be going to Savannah, Georgia Sunday. And I said, Lord, I was going to drive home to Louisville, Kentucky. Well, that was 16 and a half hours because I drove here. And I said, Lord, I wanted to, hold on, this thing's eating my stomach. I said, Lord, I just want to go. I've been saying I'm going to finish my book. But for the first time in my life, I know it's now. Where before, it's like, oh, I'm writing a book. I've been writing a book for 20 years. It's really a great book. It's the best book I've ever read. I mean, it's powerful. It's anointed. My dad's book, The New Wine is Better by Robert Tom. You need to get that. But you can get it on Amazon. T-H-O-M, Robert Tom. Or you can go on my website, and you can download the MP. But I'm just telling you, my website's robintomrogers.com. Robin with a Y, Tom with an H, Rogers with a D. That's how you get a hold of me, folks. And so the anointing that the Lord has placed upon me to do this moment I'm in in this hour is to finish this. And I know that it's time. So my mind is, well, I need to find a place and hide away. And of course we always hear, oh, I wish I could go to the mountains of Gatlinburg and be in a chalet, right? I'll write my book. No, you won't write your book. You'll be like, I'm in Gatlinburg, we're going shopping. If you're a woman, honey, that's shopping devil. Come on, I'm just counting you right now. Doesn't matter, you know, God put you somewhere. I was like, oh, I'm going to take a cruise. I'm going to finish my book. Uh-uh. You don't go on the icon of the seas and then think you're going to finish a book, okay? You just don't. You just want to go ahead. Everybody's like, come and see this. Come and see that. Shut out the voices. Get alone with God. Get in that. I, I've even said to the Lord, I wish I could figure out where that shepherd's pasture is. There was a pasture when I was growing up called Shepherd's Pasture. My dad would go preach up in the Carolinas. I think that's where it was, or the Smoky Mountains. And there was, there was a place where you just go and you just rested in Jesus. And there was a young girl there that was playing a guitar. And she wrote a song. Jesus. When she wrote it, because it was from the Lord, it fell into my spirit, man. Hold on to it. Drink from my well. Be filled with living waters. Eat up my bread. You'll never hungry be. And don't worship at the mountains of thy fathers. Come drink and sup with me. For I am he. I know your sins, my child, and they are many. I know your needs, and they are many too. 
but my mm-hmm is filled <laughs> to overflowing. Just ask and it shall all be given you. I feel like there's people in this place this morning. You, there's a drink of the Lord that you haven't tasted yet. There's Namashorabanda. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. I loose the fresh anointing upon every one of you this morning. I ask Holy Ghost that you would come. And the Lord, you would stir up their innermost being. That Lord, what is ever the enemy is trying to place upon them. We break every garment of heaviness. Every garment of defeat. And Lord, I thank you for the garment of righteousness. I thank you that that garment of righteousness is interwoven with revelation. Is interwoven with wisdom. Is interwoven with the ways and the thoughts of heaven. All we have to do is put it on every moment of our life and keep it and hold on to it and guard what you have given us, Father. You see, when Joseph was thrown into the dungeon and he was in that place, they had taken the mantle he was accustomed to, the coat that his father gave him. But the Lord was getting ready to reveal to Joseph and always had revealed to him because that's why he had such boldness. And that's why he had such favor. He had his father's favor. But God was going to show him, you've got my favor. You've got my favor. You can have the favor of the land. You can be rich. You can be famous. You can be a movie star. You can be gorgeous like me. It doesn't matter. But when it comes down to it, and you stand before the very throne room of God, whose garment are you wearing? What is the robe you've allowed God to adorn you in? What is the fire that burns in the deep of your soul? People say, oh, you're Baptist, and you came out of that, so you had, or you're Presbyterian, or you're this and that. Honey, it ain't what denomination you came out of, whether it was assemblies, whether it was Presbyterian, Pentecostal, holiness. It's about Jesus. Every, you know, all these, the Baptists, the Methodists, all the, they all come out of revivals. They were all birthed out of a move of God. But then what happened is the enemy comes to dilute the waters. We're going to do it this way so we can keep the crowds and pay the light bill. And that's, that's not trusting God. I grew up in revival, folks. I live in revival. I don't care if there's one person there or two people. They know when I walk in the place, and I know it. It's not that I've legend in my own mind. I just know what I carry. And he's real. His name is Jesus. And when I walk in the place, I want everybody to know this is the hand of God. I can't do this. People say, waitress, who are you? Where'd you come from? I'm nobody. I'm just a child of God. I can't, no, I'm not nobody. I am a child of God. I am the righteousness of God. I carry the anointing of God. God wants you to have this. God wants you to know that you can be bold like a lion. And you don't have to scream or shout. You don't. And right now, I'm just, I just, ooh, Shabanda. Power of God's all over this place. Hallelujah. I love my daddy. And I wish at times, I said, Lord, I wish my daddy was here just to teach me a few more things. The Lord said, you don't need him, honey. I'm here. I said, my Holy Ghost, he's my comforter. 
He's come to lead and guide you. When I got filled with diverse tongues, the gift of diverse tongues, I was driving down the expressway, and all of a sudden I'm speaking all these tongues, and one of them was like, and it's a tongue of anger. But I was decreeing things of this region. And then the next thing, I was weeping and snotting and weeping, and it was just a song of, it was a, a tongue of compassion that came on me. And then there was a joyful tongue, and there's diverse tongues that the Lord will give you. And I remember pulling over on the side of the road saying, I wish my daddy was here to tell me what's happening to because I hadn't got a clue what was happening. I just knew. And the Lord said, this is my gift of divers' tongues. See, people don't hear a lot about that. They hear about tongues and interpretation tongues. We haven't went and asked, what happened? Did that dry up too? Because it sure ain't as operative in the church as it used to be. Who smoked that one out? Well, we don't want to offend anybody. Well, let me tell you something. Offense is the breeding ground for demonic activity. And sometimes we need to allow something to get offended so it can reveal what is breeding in the church. You understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. You got, were you praying the Holy Ghost? You walk in the room praying the Holy Ghost? Somebody go, they're like, stay away from her. She's got something weird. she got those tongues. And then all of a sudden... I wanted my husband to be so full of Jesus. I wanted him, because he wasn't as full of Jesus as I was. I always thought, oh, I'm so full of Jesus. God, if you just touch him. People would walk up to him and say, she's so powerful. She's so anointed. How do you live with her? And he had a real comedian spirit, and, and, joy, and he, that was how he was. And he said, well, when we lay in bed at night, she glows in the dark. For, for the glory of God, that's all her. People look like, really? And people really believe that. I'd wake up in the middle of the night with Q-tips up my nose, so my husband would stop me from snoring. I'm just telling you. You know? And there was always something. I'd be casting him out, he'd be casting me out. But did that make him, oh, I'm better than him because I got more Jesus in me than he's got, and God help me, I'm going to stand over here in case lightning strikes and hits him because I don't want no sparks on me. It's the truth. When I went to ministry, my husband didn't support me. He said, I'll support you in prayer. I was like, seriously? There was no money involved. And he said to me, what did he say? He said, uh, I remember, I said, Glenn, I got a meeting. I got a meeting. And, and I said, I got a meeting in Connorsville, Indiana. You know what he said? How are you going to get there? You sold your car. Well, I had to sell the car. He wanted the rent money for three months. He wanted me to show. I literally forgot about God. I thought, well, I'll sell the car. I'll give him the rent money. Because he had said, if you don't make it in three months, you better go get a job. Well, I thought, I'll sell my car and give you the rent money. And then, boom, they'll see what that happens. Well, that wasn't God's desire. So guess what happened for three months? Nothing. No meetings, nothing. Because I try to work it out. I didn't trust God. And when all the money was gone and there was nothing, nothing in the natural left, all of a sudden the phone rings. Can you go to Connorsville, Indiana? Clint Keith called from, from Florence, Kentucky. Can you go to Connorsville? I said, oh, yes, I'd go. He'd say, he said, what are you doing? I've just been probably screaming at my husband, having a Holy Ghost meltdown. There's nothing Holy Ghost in it. I'm just telling you. But that's how it works. What's going on? I'm having it. It's a Holy Ghost. It's okay. It's a Holy Ghost. You want to confess, I have issues. I want to murder my husband, but he won't, God won't let me. You don't say that, because that would mean like, oh, we'll keep her away from me. But that's not what happened. He called, and all of a sudden I said, he said, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I've been praying. Hallelujah. I haven't been praying. I haven't thought I should fly around the room with a broom that I was sleeping the floor with. 
but you want to have to hold me up there. I know you do this, Sandra. I know you do. I can tell it. And so the next thing I know, my husband, he, I got off the phone, Clayton says, can you, go, can you go preach? I was like, oh, go preach? Hallelujah. I got a meeting. After three months, only one other meeting was here with Roger DeWitt and L.D. Westbender. Three months had passed, and I get a call. And so I, I get up, and I said, Glenn, I got a meeting. He said, how are you going to get there? I said, what do you mean, how am I going to get there? He said, well, I told you. I got to provide you. I prayed for you. I thought, you took all my money. <laughs> I didn't tell him that, but I thought, you took it all. And then the next thing I knew, the Lord, the peace of God, I mean, I, the peace of God come on me. And the said, I'm going to go lay down. Now, any other time, it wouldn't have been like that easy. He would not have walked out that room. I'm just telling you. There would have been a Holy Ghost hoedown. There wouldn't be a Holy Ghost. There would have been a, a fleshly hoedown in that house. And so he goes to lay down, and the phone, and, and the Lord says to me, call Avis. And I called Avis, and I got a car for to rent for $59. Unlimited mileage. Monday, Thursday through Monday. I went to my husband. I said, honey, I got a car for $59, thinking he'd help me now. He looked at me and he said, how are you going to pay for it? <laughs> oh, you would have, the most, I wanted to, the right hand of fellowship was being held back by, it was, God was holding me back. Because I'm human. And the next thing I knew, the Lord said, go to the mailbox. And Roger DeWitt, Pastor Roger DeWitt, his daughter Kate, who, Kat, who lived in Palestine, Texas, she sent me a letter. I didn't know. Nobody ever sent me. I didn't know anybody knew I existed. And it was a little card. And it says, and it was a card this big. And it said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord, to wait. And it's in the waiting, folks. It's in the waiting that the oil of joy. It's in the waiting that the Spirit of the Lord will come and reveal somebody's heartbeat to you. It's in the waiting in His presence that the Word of God will become like a fire. It will be, the revelation of God will be like full shabanda, yeah. mighty in your spirit, man. And I'll never forget, never forget as long as I live, that envelope when I opened it up and five $20 bills fell out. And it said, your ministry has been a blessing to and I looked at the front to see if it was for Bob Rogers or my brother, Drum and Tom, because I didn't think I had a ministry, but Jesus knew. He knew. And I took five $20 bills, and I made a fan, and I found my husband's nose, and God did not strike me with lightning, and I said, look what the Lord has done for me today. And I, he knew I wasn't perfect. My husband knew it. God knew it. But I was being perfect. And then the Lord started showing my husband through his eyes, and I couldn't get mad. I didn't want to die anymore. I loved him. But when he would do crazy things, it was, I just, all you could say is hallelujah. The compassion of God welled up at me. I had a lot of welling up going on. But you know what? It was Jesus. Just like it's Jesus here right now. And I never looked back. I did, I went, I did that meeting, and I just kept going by the Spirit. Just kept moving. I'm leaving for England in, in May. I've got to go to Bradford, England, preach at a, a Bible school over there. God opens the doors. No man opens the doors for me. I don't have, well, you know, Rodney, you know this. Honey, nobody opens the doors for me but the Holy Ghost. Only the Holy Ghost. My brother might have opened one or two doors. He helped me get a meeting but, and when the Lord told him, but it's the Holy Ghost. 
And I could look back. My, I had pastors come up to me, family pastors, going, oh, that's a nice car. How'd you get that? Well, let me see. Um, well, no, I didn't do that. The Lord gave me this car. My car out there right now, the Lord gave me that car. I called somebody to pray for me to help me get a car. And they said, I can't believe you would bother me with such a mess. Can't you pray yourself? Do you not have faith? How long have you been in the ministry? And I was like, well, it's me. I'm a magnet. And they weren't trying to be mean. They were trying to stir something in me. Three days later, I wept on the side of the road, felt sorry for myself. I did. Why would he talk to me like that? And three days later, I was sitting in an outback in Massachusetts when somebody walked up to me, was sitting, actually was eating there, I just met him, and I, they heard me say to my daughter, take the rental car back. And they said, do you not have a car? And I said, well, the engine blew, and they're fixing my engine right now. He said, well, the Lord spoke to me to give you my fiance's Silverado. Yeah. Gives me a 2500 HD Silverado with 20-inch seat wheels on it. I couldn't get my butt up into that truck. I called my pastor, and I said, Rodney, somebody's just giving me a Silverado. I said, I can't get my butt up in it. He said, it's good exercise. Keep trying. I was like, I don't know about exercise. I want, so, but the Lord, the man, when he gave me the keys, said, don't eat your seed. Go home and get what you need. I went home. I sold the thing for $30,000. And I, I, because it was right after COVID, I went to Europe. I put 10000 into Europe on my, I did, because the Lord, it was the Lord's money. It wasn't my money. I put 10000 on bills that I need to pay on credit cards because I used them to fly. And I kept 10000 to put on my next car. And then I came back from Europe, and the Lord says, I've got your car waiting for you. It's up in London, Kentucky. My daughter and I would eat it. He seems to speak to me a lot when I'm eating. I love to eat, but I've lost a lot of weight, I'll just tell you that. And the next thing I know, the next thing, I've lost like 140 pounds. The next thing I know... I go to London, I call somebody, the Lord puts a name in my mind, mom, spirit, I call them up, well, we don't have that, Rob. I said, well, what I want is a Toyota Highlander with all the bells and whistles, I want my butt to light up. In other words, I want it to heat in the middle of, or it could be that or a Nissan Murano, platinum. I knew what I wanted, so we don't have any of that. I get down there, they found this Nissan Murano, they don't know where it came from, it just happened to be on the lot, just happened to be there. And I bought me a Nissan Murano. It was a 2020. That's when I got it. It was just a couple months, a year old. It already had 14,000 miles on it. And the Lord did it. And I called my pastor. And I said, you're not going to believe what God has done. And he said, well, I'm going to pay the monthly payment. I was like, oh, hallelujah. The devil was like, don't remind him he's still paying it. That's what the devil says, don't Because it's like, because we can't believe God would do such a thing. It's too good to be true. But let me tell you something. He'll do it again for you. He'll do it again. So everybody stand in this place. Everybody stand. Whatever you have need of, we're going to step out by faith this morning. And we're going to thank the Lord for it. I want you to start thanking the Lord. If you've been suffering from any infirmity, if you've been suffering from anything, that's not God's desire. I'm all the time shaking off. I, I mean, I wake up, oh, Lord Jesus, I'm, all, I'm turning 65. It's almost over. I've never dealt with thoughts like that. Never dealt with thoughts. All of a sudden, it's like the devil just magnifies things. He knows, oh, Lord. And, and when people walk up and say, you're so pretty, you don't have hardly a wrinkle. 
like, what do they want? Look like a prune? You know? I, but Jesus, Jesus. So what, whatever you have in need of right now, I want you just to, right now, put your hands in your belly. Lord says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. I want you to speak to your spirit. Say, Spirit of God, spring up a well within my soul. I want you to put your hands in your head and say, fresh fire. I lose a fresh anointing upon me right now. I stir up the gifts of God in my spirit man right now. Put your hands in your eyes and say, Lord, give me spiritual eyes to see. Give me spiritual ears to hear. Lord, open my eyes that I might see your glory. Let me see and let me taste and see your goodness. Let me not take for granted what you've done, Lord. Lord, I don't want to live on yesterday. I want a fresh touch today. Start speaking your spirit of fresh anointing, a fresh fire, a fresh utterance. If you have some in your family that needs Jesus, start saying, Lord, I thank you that you bring, you've already brought them in, that they don't even know what you're doing in their spirit. Lord, I ask you stir up their spirit man with conviction. I ask Holy Ghost right now that a holiness revival would come upon the body of Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you're sifting that which is not of you has been pulled out. And God, you're bringing forth what must be spoken and what must be decreed. Your prophet said, Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be added unto thee, and the light of heaven shall shine upon your ways. So I speak right now. I decree that which is not of God will be exposed. I decree the hidden things will come forth and that the Lord will come forth like a mighty lion roaring in this hour. I thank you, Holy Ghost, for your fire that burns in the midnight hour in the daytime. Lord, even as you lit a fire by night and you sent the clouds, let the Holy Ghost move. Let the wind of your spirit remove out of me anything that's not of you. Right now, say, Lord, whatever's not of you, Lord, I thank you right now that, Lord, you've set me free. And I thank you for bringing it. And listen, if you have need, have need financially, I call it in right now for you. I say it's done. I'm not waiting for God to open a window. Everybody's like praying for God when all the windows of heaven open. If God shut the windows, God help me because I don't know. I live with torrential, in torrential Holy Ghost rain. He hasn't shut nothing over me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. I am not just his heir of salvation. I have a promise. I have a promise. The anointing of God has been made of... Oh, so here's my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Here's my cup, fill it up and make me whole. Is that the time right there? Is it noon? We only have till noon, so I'm just going to say this. Don't limit what God wants to do with you because of the situation you see in the natural. But ask the Lord. Say, Lord, as you've given me spiritual eyes to see and spiritual ears to hear, I'm waiting for a mighty move. Here I am. 
people say, I'm waiting for so-and-so to come and just lay hands on me. Let me tell you something. The prophet, John the Baptist, was in the middle of a desert. He still prophesied in his desert place. He talked about the one that was coming. He went and told everyone, your shoes are not even worthy to latch. I'm here to tell you something. The Messiah has come. Your carriers are his glory. You're anointed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Start speaking as, as it should be. And I'm not talking stuff like when you walk into a place and you say, oh, it's so hot, I could just die, I'm sweltering. And then people go, don't say that, you'll die. And they're like, well, it's hot, you want me to lie? Just, just use the wisdom of God, just get alone with it. Let it become the kisses on your lips. Spend time. Don't make it so hard. Don't make it so hard. Being saved is not that difficult. It's easy. He said, my, my yoke is heavy. And my, my yoke is, what, what, you know, my burden is light. I hope you know what I'm saying. I'm doing really good. People said to me when I was laying in the bed, you know, all these people came in to see me because a year ago I had four strokes. And they all came to see me. I didn't know. Amber said, my daughter said, you know, they're coming to say goodbye. All the people I had to see a while. Said, Where did all these people come from? They came with flowers. They came with everything. I ICU wouldn't even use flowers. And they moved me out of ICU so fast. And I said, but I'm not going to die. I'm not done yet. Because the Lord gave me the word, you'll live and not die. He sent a little African-American woman in a Delta lounge. In Newark Airport, sister, the Lord says, the enemy's going to try and kill you, but you will live and not die. She told me, she said, honey child, the Lord says. That's why I'm telling you she's African-American. I didn't have to tell you that. I'm just telling you because the way she talks, people say, why is she saying honey child? Because that's how she's, honey, I was running after that woman. She might have been cleaning tables, but I know the anointing when it's on somebody. And whatever they got, I want it. I'm like a Holy Ghost glutton. You know what I mean? So I just release the anointing of God. And I pray, Holy Ghost. That you will bless Brother Roy in this house, Brother Love. I thank you. He's already blessed. But, Lord, I ask for a Holy Ghost wind to come through this place and fresh oil upon every man, woman, and child that enters this place. That, Lord, you've given him the vision that, Lord, nothing will fall to fellow ground, that everything will grow. And I thank you, Lord, that he doesn't even know the ripple effect of the anointing that he's released by allowing your spirit to flow like a mighty river in this place. And I ask Holy Ghost if there's people here from other churches that they will know what it is to grow up in your anointing and carry this. I'm going to leave you with one scripture. I've spoken it all year. When the angel Lord came to Gideon and said, you're a mighty warrior. Get into that place. Say, I'm a mighty warrior. doesn't matter what the oppressor, there was oppression all around him in the land. There was everything happening. But he was always in that place of making sure, listen, if I hadn't done what the Lord told me to do, my husband was not in the right place when I got to that place and received the call and said, okay, God, I'll do it. I said, honey, I'm just going to do what the Lord said. And I tell you, my husband became like so full of Jesus. I was like, Lord, I don't, I'm not sure who this man is. I thought he was glowing in the dark now. Lord, we bless everyone in this place. And I thank you for Lorene and her husband. 
Lord, I thank you for touching David's body, for fusing every vertebrae, every bone together in his shoulder. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we have to, we've been put on a time limit, otherwise I would have stayed here and prayed for everything that moved. Yes.
There it is. Listen, it's raining in this place. Don't think, oh, I wish you'd pray for me. You just start reaching out and receiving. That's the power. That's the power of God falling on you. That's the fire. It's raining all over this place. There, get behind that lady right there. The fire of God, the anointed, the anointed. I loose the fire. Part of the Holy Ghost. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Never the same. Oh, there's a, there's a marshal. Judy, there's a move in here. There's a sound in here. There's a sound. For the Lord says you pray the prayer of a warrior, says the Lord. Of a warrior. W-A-R-R-I-O-R. For I've given you that. Fire will fall upon you fresh oil. Fresh fire. Fresh. And the Lord says, I'm healing even your circulation and your body. And you're going to say, the Lord has done a new thing in me. Fire. Fire of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, it's a joy unspeakable and full of glory. There's a listen. Get your eyes on Jesus because he's here right now. He's here right now. He's never gone anywhere. He's always been here. People say, oh, he's here. He's been here. You are, he walked in the door with you. In your, when he's in your spirit, man, you carry the glory. Sandra, you don't know. How. Don't underestimate. You aren't. You're like a roaring lion like me. Fire. Lord Jesus. I'm here. It's coming in waves. It's coming in waves. I loose the Okura Basabanda. Shabanda Badabasabi. The joy, the joy. He wraps himself. Oh, how great is our God. Sing with me, how great. Is our God, and all will see how great. Listen, how great is our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. When the enemy meant for bad, God has turned it around for you, sister. There's a road ahead of you. Hallelujah. I saw this Tuesday as we were praying for the body of Christ, I saw the jars of clay, and I saw rain, just like you said, the word was confirmed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that for the umbrella that's over her. Yes. Your umbrella. Yes. Yes. Listen. Stir up your gifts. Stir up your gifts. Stir up. Put your hands in your belly and say, spring up a well. Father, I thank you for Judy. I thank you for healing her liver right now. I loose the healing balm of Gilead into her body. I bind every attack that would come against her. And I thank you, Lord, that you're not done with her yet. Saturate her in your anointing. That not only does she stand and prophesy and dreams and visions, Lord, we unclog every artery the enemy would try and clog. I thank you, Lord, her mind, the mind of Christ, that she'll say, The Holy Ghost has given me a new mind. A fresh fire is in me. A fresh ointment is pouring upon her. We curse every attack against your body. Free. I thank you, Lord, her seed is blessed. How many know your seed is blessed? Hallelujah. 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 H
I break every yoke against your life. And Lord, you gave me a house. Give her a house. Thank you for her house. Thank you for her home. Thank you for the provision she needs. Thank you for telling all is not lost. All is not defeated. But the Lord says, I've seen your heart. You cry. But the Lord says, I paid the cost. I gave it to you at Calvary. I gave you victory. I gave you blessings. I gave you provision when I gave it my last breath. So the Lord says, did I not give you healing? Pray for me, says the Lord. I break this yoke, this demonic yoke that has attacked you. And I command it to loose you and come out right now. And I thank you for the anointing of God that sets her free. In Jesus' name. Listen, listen, listen. The devil doesn't have that much power. But the hand of God, Desiree, I remember coming to your shop. I believe it was you. I told Sandra, I don't remember staying in her house. I've stayed in so many places. But the Lord says, you've allowed me to enlarge the gates of your vision. The Lord says, you're trumping by leaps and bounds. The Lord says, it's like Holy Ghost. Like I see you like a frog that jumps from one lily pad to the next. You're so thirsty. I'm going to that meeting. I'm doing this. The Lord's told me. But the Lord says, just be still and know that I am God. And all things are good in me. What you will see. Listen, I feel the Holy Ghost. Where's Lorraine? <laughs> I must have felt in it. I didn't know it. Father, I thank you, Lord. Lord says, Lord, this is be encouraged. For I've seen, I've seen what you poured before me. And the Lord says, I've seen. You didn't just bring me alms. You just didn't bring me a little. You brought me all you had. You gave me everything, your time, your essence. And when the enemy tried to provoke you and, dis and distract you, even when he came and attacked your house, Lord said, did I not, did you not see me in my glory? Did you not know? The Lord says, it's not the end of the story. You're just beginning. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. For I've heard your cry. And the Lord says, a fresh fire shall come upon you. And my desire shall be seen. You don't know, you don't know the ripple effect of your obedience, says the Lord. The ripple effect. Hallelujah. Now listen. I pray for it's like it's been ladies' night out here. You know what I mean? I gotta pray for some men, you know. Oh Shabanda. <laughs> what happens is you get around this anointing. Father, I thank you. I speak. Lord, says, let not your heart be troubled. No despair. I bind every spirit of oppression that will come upon you. For you are a joy to the Lord. And I loose the anointing of God upon you right now. Filled, filled, filled. Joy unspeakable. Joy. You've heard the ha ha ha's and the ho ho ho's. The shabanda be. Shabanda metabah. I speak to your metabolic system right now. Your metabolic system. That's the fire of God going into your body right now. That's the fire. God's healing some things in you right now. Free. Free. In Jesus' name. All right. Now listen, I'm going to sit down for a second because I don't know who you are, sir. I might know you, but I don't know you. But the Lord knows you. What is your name? The man behind you in the gray shirt. Yes. Stuart. Stuart. Come up, Stuart. 
Lord says, you don't, you don't run to the beat of a regular drummer. You run to my beat. The Lord says, the seed that you have sown into the atmosphere, and I don't talk financial, I'm talking, not, not, it's the word of the Lord, it's the testimony of God. Lord says, you've played on the heart of many a people with the sound of my words. For the Lord says, they are a reflection that comes forth in the knowledge that you heard. And what you release is by my spirit, not by men. So I release a fresh fire upon you. And God, I thank you, Lord, for the shifting that's coming in his ministry. For I see ministry. And I see the hand of God is all over you. And I hear the Lord say, even as one would play the different instruments. I keep hearing instruments. I don't know why I hear that. Because the Lord says, you're going to hear different sounds of my anointing and of my word in your spirit. And the Lord says, the word will be like a flame lapping at your spirit, man, and licking at your heart. And you will say, the Lord has displayed his glory before me. For surely he has brought me to the table of the Lord. The Lord says, I brought you to the table to taste and see my goodness. The word says that open the door and knock and I will come and I will sit with you. I will sup with you. I prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemy. And the Lord says you took that and you realized God had brought me to a table. And on that table was prepared giftings and revelations and discerning and things I did not know. Because in the midst of everything I walked through, the Lord brought me out of it. And look what the Lord has done now. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. And I just lose a fire in his ears. Lord, let him hear that he's never heard. That's the anointing. That's the anointing. Huh. I see these old scribes, and they were wearing these funny hats. You would see them. And the Lord says, the hat you wear is the hat I put upon you. You're crowned with my knowledge. Amen. All right. I'm sitting down. Because I know I don't want to be in here when they roll any coffin in here in Jesus' name. Because then I have to raise things from the dead. Thank you all for coming. We thank you, the Lord, for what he has done here today and what he's going to continue to do in your land. Okay, you have one more? Larry? Larry, if you come forward. Larry Price. Larry Price. Larry, you're not forgotten. The hand of God's on you. And I bind every demonic spirit that would try and enter your house and try and bring infirmity and fear and hurt and shame. And, and I break words that have been spoken. And I loose the peace of God upon you, Larry, and your wife. And I thank you, Lord, that the word does say he who dwells in the secret place of the most high, you renew our strength. So I call, I speak to your spirit, man, I renewing, Larry. And I break every yoke of defeat off of you too and despair and say, be free in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're a mighty man of God. I'm going to get water. I just, can I tell them my website? I have a website, Robin with a Y, Tom with an H, Rogers with a D dot com. And I just thought I'd tell you that so you could follow me. We're changing it right now, which is a good thing, because nobody ever knows how to get a hold of me. But I got a website. Okay. Well, thank you.
bless you and keep you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace, but also that he would, uh, I, I know I'm messing this up. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Thom T Robin with a Y T H O M Roger with a D dot com. Okay, Cash App and Venmo, whatever y'all would like to bless her with. That's personal. 